Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. As always, with myself and Mr. Mike Flanders, how are you? Good, sir. Good morning. I'm doing great, Mark. I guess it may be morning where someone is, or it may not be. But depending uh, it's on when they're listening, here. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> depending on when they're checking out the podcast, uh, it right. could be any number of times. So yesterday, at the time of this taping, we're taping this just after the Super Bowl this year, uh, and boy, quite quite an interesting Sunday we had the Super Bowl. Uh, one of the, and then, of course, we had Groundhog Day at the same time, as yep. well as Palindrome Day. So that was kind of interesting, huh? Quite a convergence, huh? Yeah. But, uh, all the stars aligned, as they like to say. <laughs> For those of you who didn't uh, see that, the Palindrome Day it's, it was 0202-2020. And, of course, if you turn that around, it's the same thing, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I I forgot what I asked my daughter about uh, last night, if it was something else. And she said, Dad, I think you're thinking that's a palindrome, palindrome or whatever. And uh-huh. uh, so she, I was confused about what you call it. Oh, OK. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but I was loving it. I like that, that kind of stuff. So. Now, are you a sports guy? Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. You know, it, um, I don't always get all the way through it, but we uh, were with our daughter, uh, oldest daughter and their family, and uh, the kids wanted to watch it. And uh, so we did. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. My team won the one I was pulling for. Okay, nice. And that's always nice. Uh, kind of interesting, too. Speaking of palindromes, they 50 years ago, they won. And now this year they won. And this was the 100th anniversary of the NFL. So, of course, back when they won it, Previously, it was the 50th anniversary of it, and I'm sure they didn't know it was going to be double the time before they won again. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, good, good stuff. So, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoyed themselves. Again, at this is the time of, at the time of this podcast taping. It is uh, the third, so it's just right after uh, the uh, the Super Bowl and all that good stuff, and uh, a lot of good things going on. Now, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, at the again the time of this taping right now. The market is back up a bit, but we've been on about a 10, 12 day skid. Um, yes. uh, uh, prior to this, and I was going to get your thoughts on this. Is it? Uh, do you think a lot of that was uh, here at home based, like the Senate stuff, uh, impeachment stuff, or really more what seems to be the global economy with obviously this concern over the coronavirus and China and a lot of companies really basically starting to shut things down in order to in an efforts to kind of you know stem the spread of this. And might we see more you know economic slowdown with the uh, continual kind of I guess possible growth of this virus what do you think yeah um i mean there's obviously short-term impacts to just about anything that you can think of out there you mm-hmm. know if you um i say a few weeks ago it's almost daily there's something new and then they forget it after a day or two yeah, uh, you know you got iran uh where we're getting terrorists and then they're shooting missiles at us and uh you know just it goes on and on so there's always something going on and um while the, the things like uh, the impeachment that that will last for a period of time and then it'll be over. We would expect that something like this might be over soon, but you had all kind of stuff over the last couple of decades that we can point to, like the uh, Spanish flu and the Russian flu, swine flu, um, SARS, various yeah. epidemics, pandemics, and so forth. Interestingly, when you start looking at all of these, very many of them originated out of China, even though they might have been called the Spanish flu, 
or the Russian flu or things like that. They tend to uh, originate there. And a lot of it is because of the way they're structured internally with um, a lot of contact between various kinds of hmm. animals and then people. With so and, many um, people as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, 17 years ago, I think it was approximately SARS was the big thing. And of course, a little blip, and then you're on to the next thing. Hey, could it be huge? We certainly are a lot more mobile today than we were yesterday, and we'll probably be more mobile tomorrow than we are today. And so, you know, people can jump on a plane and be infected and have no idea that they are and carry it somewhere else. So, yeah, there, there's obviously that, but I think a lot of it is uh, panic and emotion and not necessarily impact on the values, the intrinsic values of companies. Uh, yes, some companies are shutting down operations or, uh, you know, putting them on hold in China right now, bringing people home to various countries. And um, that may have a, a long-term or, or a very short-term impact on the location of people and what they're doing. But companies don't then just sit down and say, okay, let's just tuck our hands under our, right. our legs and, right. and wait to see what happens. They're making plans and they're moving forward and economic activity continues. People still need to eat and sleep and have a, a clothing and so forth. So there'll be impacts, a lot of it's emotion. And I'm, I'm really not trying to make light of death. No, I, I, I get mean, you. There's a, yeah, yeah. a lot of people here that are hurting and suffering and, and deaths occurring, families dealing with that. But uh, just from a uh, global economic standpoint, it's probably not going to be a long-lived thing. Well, and we'll see how that obviously shakes out, you know, continuing yeah. on what happens with, you know, border closings or things of that nature. So many manufacturing, and the reason it's really being a big topic is obviously is so much manufacturing is done in China that right. what it could, you know, affect the global economy is remains yet to be seen. But to your mm -hmm. point, good point, uh, you know, we've had this for quite a while, the SARS and so on and so forth. So we'll see how it all kind of plays out. But I definitely would say um, it's something to, you know, at least have your ears on about because it, it, it may, sure. depending on your time horizon, it may or may not affect different things. A, a positive to take from this is I already you were hearing some American based companies that do a lot of manufacturing in China discussing the options of maybe manufacturing once again yet at home just to absolutely because, you know, while the you know, we all know the cost is cheaper uh, when you have things like this happen, the long term implications could be, I guess, financial financially could wind up kind of balancing out. So, you know, that's always a positive that maybe some manufacturing returns due to it. Again, really early in the process, so who knows, right? Well, let's turn our attention to our topic this week. I'm going to change it up a little bit, Mike, on you. Um, I want to kind of have you break down um, a term for us this week on this week's podcast. Instead of kind of going and getting into um, some different metaphors and things that we do often on the show, let's just kind of break it down to something simple and, and explain what basis points are to people. We get quite a few um, emails and conversations about this. It's one of those... Well, you tell me, is it an important buzzword or not? Sometimes you may have heard it called a BIP, um, B-I-P-S or BIPS, B-P-S. Uh, is this unnecessary jargon or is this something important that we need to understand? What is it? Kind of give us a rundown. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you can speak English. You can speak plainly uh, when you're describing technical issues and terms and things like that. But, uh, you know, this isn't one that's too difficult. If uh, if you're familiar with math and, and I like math, but I not necessarily great at it, uh, but I, I do love um, all the uh, structures and the intricacies and how things fit together. And a lot of things depend on mathematical type stuff. 
Uh, basis points um, have to do with percentages. So if you think about something being 1% of something, um, okay. the the basis point is a breakdown of that. So sort of like, you know, you have 100 yards on a football field, sticking with the Super Bowl analogy type right. stuff. So you have 100 yards and, and you, you say, okay, that means there's 100 one-yard segments in that football field. This is very similar with a basis point or a BIP. Uh, there are within one percentage point, 100 separate little segments, just like there are 100 segments of a yard's length in a football field. And so each of these is one one-hundredth of a percent, of one percent, just like on a football field, a one yard would be one one hundredth of the field of the 100 yard football field. Okay. So you can divide up a uh, 1% into that. Well, now, why would you want to get so minute in your uh, thinking about 1%? What if we were thinking about 100% or whatever? And of course, 100 times 100 be the number of basis points in 100%. But there's some use in that when we come to finance, for example. One of the big drivers in returns that people experience on their investments, in other words, the amount of money they make, the percentage that they make on their money is uh, small, or it should be small uh, as a, a overall part of, of um, the analysis of how your returns were made, and that is cost. And so a lot of times people will think of, you know, uh, what's my cost for investing? What's the cost of the brokerage to buy and sell um, various investments within my portfolio? What's the cost of a manager making those decisions and managing that portfolio for me? Uh, what's the cost of my advisor uh, being there to process things for me and help me with what I'm doing in terms of interacting with my investments and how much I need to be saving and taking and so forth in regards to my goals that I'm saving for and investing for or retiring and needing income and coordinating that with social security and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, when you think about that cost is, is a portion of that. And many times it's measured in less than 1%. Like for instance, some mutual funds, you might have a cost that is 0 0.07, and that's seven basis points. Gotcha. Seven one hundredths of 1%. Okay. So it's not a full percent. It's just a portion of, of 1%, and it might be seven basis points. Or you might have another fund that is 68 basis points, so that's 0 0.68. Um, so that's what a basis point is. It's just a way to measure smaller segments than a 1%. Uh, pie, but it also comes into play when you say, "Well, what's my rate of return on this investment?" And then you made five point five seven percent. Well, that's five percent, and then fifty seven basis points on top of it. Gotcha. That's, that's all it is. Okay. All right. So it's kind of a way to break that down a little bit further. So there you go. And again, mm -hmm. I think it was kind of important. You know, sometimes we don't always have to just jump into. We do these podcasts. They don't have to necessarily be twenty minutes long and and get too uh, into anything philosophical or this, that, and the other. Uh, but sometimes it's nice just to kind of take some basic things and break them down for folks because they do have questions and concerns. And that's hopefully what we're doing here is offering a little bit of information uh, and useful nuggets along the way for our listeners. So that is what a basis point is. If you've got more questions about it, as always, don't forget to reach out to Mike about anything you hear on the show. Before you take action, give him a jingle at 336-668-4338. 
That is 336-668-4338. Subscribe to the podcast at spcinvesting.com on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever choice of platform you like. Again, that's spcinvesting.com. And while you're there, you can shoot an email to the show, and that's what we're going to do right now. Got a Mm. question from Miles for you, and he says... Uh, He says, hey, Mike, I've worked with a couple of different financial advisors over the years. I do like them both. Do I need to pick one or the other? Or is it okay to work with a couple different folks? Yeah, um, you know, that's that's a great question because um, a lot of times I will make the mistake of asking someone a question. And then before they can respond, and this is usually like through an email or a phone message or something like that, before they have a chance to respond, I might run into an opportunity to ask someone else the same question and uh, I'll get their response and that person comes back and I've got a, a totally different question now or I've got um, you know a conflicting points of view on things and then I've got to make a decision on which one I trust more. And the big thing with a financial advisor is it needs to be somebody you can trust. Um, they, they need to have some knowledge and know a lot of different things and a lot of things about a lot of different things. Don't have to necessarily be an expert in all. They definitely need to know where to get information so that they can apply to your specific circumstance. But when you do start engaging with a couple of people on an active basis where you're uh, going back and forth between them, you're going to get conflicting advice. And some of it is because they don't have the whole picture. On one hand, the other, they might get a different picture because of new information you've gotten from the other fella or, or gal. And uh, so, you know, it's important to be able to coordinate and make sure that you're at the same, you know, aiming at the same thing. Give me an example. A couple of advisors, you have some money with one and other money with others or say uh, some insurance that you've owned and you need to purchase some more, whatever. One um, might have you invested in some structure that gets you a a broad diversification over a lot of different assets. And another might be very narrow and uh, doubling down on some of the same things you're invested with elsewhere, but it's skewing your overall portfolio in a direction that might be increasing risk beyond what you're aware of uh, and, and more than you're comfortable with. And then when you have something happen like a crash in the market or whatever, you might see a downturn bigger than, than you should have based on what you anticipated your risk being. So, you know, it's a lack of coordination, I think, is the biggest thing where you might be working at odds against each other and not yeah. being aware of it. Not that you're getting bad advice from one or, and good advice from the other or vice versa. It's just you're not coordinated and you might be doing things that are working against you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be overlap. There could be things Mm -hmm. that wind up being, um, you know, non-timely. Whereas if you kind of have it all in, in, you know, under one roof, so to speak, uh, kind of helps those things along. But I mean, it's a good question, Miles. And I think people do struggle Mm -hmm. with that. So thanks so much for submitting it to the show. Uh, Reach out to Mike, have a conversation and, uh, and see if he can help you out any further. And anybody else listening to the podcast, as always, you can always check in with Mike and talk with him about your specific situation serving you here in uh, us in the Carolina area at Strategic Planning Corporation. All right, Mike, my friend, that's going to do it for this week. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, Basis points and an email question. I think that's good to go. Well, hopefully uh, things will continue to get better uh, globally, and we certainly hope that's the case. And uh, while we're chatting on our subject, again, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'd certainly appreciate it, and you can do that on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And my friend, have yourself a great week. Hey, you too, Mark. Thanks a lot. Hope everyone else does too. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.